Shalom and welcome to the Nucleus series of Lekutis Sichis, volume 15, the Sicha Vayishlach number 5a. The title is A Place Called Butzra. The closing of this week's Torah portion tells us of the offspring of Esau and of the kings of Esau's offspring in which the verse lists the name of the king and his place of origin. On the verse, one of the specific ones, it says Bela died and Jobab, son of Zerah of Botro, reigned in his stead. Now, specifically on this verse, Rashi comments, and I quote, Botsra was one of the Moabite, not an offspring of Esau, cities. As it is said, he brings a proof from Jeremiah and to Kerath and to Butzra, etc. And then Rashi goes on to say, since it, meaning Butzra, appointed a king for Edom, therefore it is destined to be punished with them, the Edomites. As it is said, he brings a verse from Isaiah, for the Lord has a slaughter in Butzra. That is the end of Rashi. Now, the question is, Rashi does not comment on any of the names of the king or of their place of origin. Now, other than in one other place in verse 39 on the name Mezahav, a name of a king, it lists as Mezahav, over there Rashi comments for a specific reason. Because the verse lists two names for one king, Rashi needs to explain. But the fact that Rashi, who focuses only on the simple meaning of the verses, does not comment anywhere else, so therefore Rashi sees no need to explain the meaning behind the name or the places of origins. Unlike the Medrash, which is focused on the homiletic teachings, which does comment on each and every one of them. Hence, if Rashi feels that according to the simple understanding of the verse, there is no reason to comment neither on the name of a king nor on the name of a city of origin, then why in this one and only instance does Rashi explain the king's place of origin? In order to understand this, let us look at the verse that describes the greatness of Israel and of Edom, the offspring of Esau, found when Shem, the prophet, is explaining to Rebekah the reason for her extreme pregnancy pains. And over there, Shem says, Two nations are in your womb, and two kingdoms will separate from your innards, and one kingdom will become mightier than the other and the elder will serve the younger. That is the prophecy that Shem gives Rebekah about the twins that is in, within her innards. Now on the words, and one kingdom will become mightier than the other kingdom, Rashi comments, when one rises, the other will fall, meaning that Israel is not promised to always be mightier. It's going to depend on their behavior. While on the words, and there the elder will serve the younger, Rashi, unlike the Medrash, which clearly comments, if they merit, they will be served, 
and if not, they will be serving Rashi, the simple text, comments nothing, meaning that regardless of Israel's behavior, they are promised to always be the master of the elder, Esau. How can these two antithetical promises coincide? As kingdoms, it's going to depend on their behavior, but then it says that they will always be the master. The elder will always serve the younger, regardless of their behavior. Now, the explanation to this is that upon the words, two nations are in your womb, Rashi comments on the verse's misspelling of the word nation. The Hebrew word nation is goyim gimel vav yud mem. However, over here, it says geyim gimel yud yud mem. Now, the word geyim literally means exalted persons. So Rashi comments on this and says, these were Antoninus, a Roman emperor, and Rebbe, Rabbi Judah the prince. Now, while on the word leumim for nations, Rashi just comments, leum always means a kingdom. With this, Rashi is pointing out that there are two different concepts that God is telling Rebekah through Shem. One, there's two nations, meaning geim, exalted persons, are in your room, in your womb, referring to Jacob, Esau, and their offspring as individual people. While when Shem says two kingdoms will separate from your inners, here he's referring to the kingdoms of Jacob and of Esau, not the individual people. And with this comes the two promises in this prophecy. One, the elder will serve the younger, which refers to Jacob, Esau, and their offspring as individuals. And this promise is always without any conditions. And then there is the second one, which is one kingdom will become mightier than the other kingdom, which refers not to the individuals, but to the kingdoms of Jacob and Esau. And this promise is dependent, it's conditional upon Israel's behavior. And so too we find by Isaac's blessings to Jacob and to Esau. That Isaac blessed Jacob with, I quote you the verse, you shall be a master over your brother. To the point that when Esau then comes and pleads with a, for a blessing, Isaac answers him, what use will a blessing be to you? If you acquire property, it will be his, meaning Jacob's. Why? For I have made him a master over you, and the law is, Whatever a slave acquires belongs to the master. Now, nevertheless, Isaac does bless Esau with, and I quote, and it will be when you grieve. Now, Rashi explains what that means. When the Israelites will transgress the Torah and you will have cause to grieve about the blessings that he took, back to the verse, you will break his yoke off your neck. Meaning, that even when Esau, as a kingdom, will be able to break his actual work of servitude to Jacob, nevertheless, Jacob and his offsprings as individuals will always be under the, be a master over your brother. To the point of that even when they misbehave 
and they're not deserving of the first blessing, nevertheless, they are still at the point that Jacob, Isaac tells Esau, what use will a blessing be to you? Whatever a slave acquires belongs to his master. Now let's return to our discussion about the kings of Esau's offspring. This now presents a problem. If it is clearly not possible that an offspring of Esau as an individual should be a king, a master over the offspring of Jacob, which means mightier, yes, not to have to actually do work of servitude for Jacob, yes, but for Esau to be a master over your brother, no. Hence, there's a problem here. Therefore, the Torah is telling us the place of origin of all the kings of Esau, that they were not from Edom, the offspring of Esau. However, the seemingly exception is our verse. It says, Jobab, the son of Zerah. Now, if you look in Genesis, it says clearly, these are the names of Esau's sons. One of them is Reuel. And then it says, and these are the sons of Reuel. One of them is Zerah, which means that Zerah is an offspring of Esau. Number two, Batra. Batra, Isaiah says, who is this coming from Edom who's with soiled garments from Batra? Which means Batra is part of Edom. Hence, Rashi over here is forced to comment. He's forced to explain that Batra was not a city in Edom, but in Moab, with the proof of Jeremiah saying, and to Kiriath and to Batra, etc. Now, with the word etc., Rashi is referring to the closing of the verse there in Jeremiah, which clearly says, and to all the cities of the land of Moab, not Edom. Now, with this, it proves that Botra is not from Edom. We now also understand that it's self-understood that this person, Zerach, the father of Yobab, cannot be the offspring of Esau, for he comes from Moab and not from Edom. Hence, we have no question how this individual could be a king over the land in which Israel at the time was living. Now, together with this, Rashi now goes on further to explain that the reason we often find in the scriptures that Botra is mentioned together with Edom, even though it's not a city of Edom, is because, I quote you, the closing of Rashi. Since it, Botra, appointed a king for Edom, which is the offspring of Esau, it is destined to be punished with them, the Edomites. As it is stated, they quote the verse from Isaiah, for the Lord has a slaughter in Batra. And with this, we understand how, A, there can never be an individual from the offspring of Esau who's a king over the Jewish people, regardless of our behavior. And with this, we understand why Rashi was compelled to comment about that one listing, which seems to be, yes, an offspring of Esau in a city of Edom. Rashi explains, no, it's not so.